0: Volavance. Ideas. Vive la France. People. Henri Leconte. Caravan maintenance. Henry the cunt. <laughs> Trundle beds. Sorry. What's that plastic That's thing doing early. down there? Uh oh. Shut up, Renee. <laughs> quiche. I made myself laugh. Niche. Niche's quiche. is French. There you go. That makes sense. Yay. Yay, yay. What's going on there? And Toronto um, uh, how are ya? I've been, it's, I've bloody, I'm, I'm, yeah, anyway. It's not weekly anymore, is it? God damn it. It's once, I think it's every 10 daily. Why is there a, cra- there's a weird crackle in my ear hole. Is your ear hole good? Is your ear hole good? I'm just going to stop and listen back to the start, see whether it sounds okay. Hang on a second. It sounds like a dream. Yeah, it sounds like a dream in your ears. Um, what's going on? Are you good? I hope you're good. I hope you're good. I. Hope, it's, it is. It's. It's every ten days. It seems at the moment, which is fine. I just. I lose focus. I am. Uh, I'm still. Fo- I'm still looking for a job. I still look for job. Uh, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Um, it's just. Just because it's going to happen. Henri Leconte. Um, I hope you're good. I hope you've done good things. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you didn't happen to me overnight. Goodness, mio, 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 at the bayou. oh, the bayou, down on the bayou. What am I doing anyway? Um, do you know it's an awful song, by the way? I said what wow, about breakfast at Tiffany's? What an awful, 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 awful song. Anyway, um, overnight, so uh, we were. My partner paid, of course, because daddy don't got no money. Uh, we were going to go to New York in August next year. So my partner, you know, with access to her bank card, I bloody booked us a flight. Um, so I got a, a pretty reasonable flight, you know, for August next year. So it's a long way away. Um, look, spoiler alert, we're not going now. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm going to let you know everything that happened. So I booked the the flights, and I did pretty good. It was about... Five and a half grand for three of us. Um, flying Korean Air, which I think is meant to be good. Um, with a stopover in Seoul. And, and we, None of this is happening, by the way. We're not doing this anymore. So don't be sitting there listening going, you fucking, what's he talking about? He's not, 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 not got no money. Well, the reason is, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, and it was a stopover in Seoul, like for an hour and a half. And then uh, a flight back and I realised what we could do was go to Seoul on the way back for a few days. And I was like, this is going to be such a great holiday. Until... Oh my God. Then we looked at the accommodation in New York. I've never seen anything like it. It was, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. And there's nothing going on there, especially. It's just that the accommodation is, has made it cost prohibitive. So, um, she started freaking out. I started freaking out. I'm like, oh no. And i you know, I booked it through, um, I guess it's booking. No, it wasn't Skyscanner. On um, one of those like those places where you think to yourself, "Shit, am I going to get my money back if I need to cancel?" I had to do it, and I th- think I've got the money back. From what I believe, it's coming back without you know. But also, we had to pr- uh, pay a seven hundred and fifty dollars service fee to get the money back, the bulk of it back, which is insane. But that's I'd rather have that back than be stuck with flights to somewhere that you can't afford. To. I can't believe how expensive it is. Isn't that bad? But this is the thing overnight. I was trying to get the money back and I'm on the site and it just started looking a little bit dodgy. And the word proper, I can actually bring up the email. The word proper was misspelled and that was just playing on my mind. I had to wait till 6am this morning to be able to phone them and find out whether I could get the money back. But I it was a sleepless night because that's a lot of money. And yeah, I was freaking out all night. So I've been, um, yeah, just freaking, freaking on the weekend. Um, and, but anyway, it's, apparently it's coming back. It did say between it, the the refund could take up to 12 weeks. And I was like, well, that sounds dodgy straight away. And then they misspelled the word proper. And I was like, oh, this is no good. Um, But anyway, I spoke to a nice fella and he came back and he goes, look, actually, because you've not had your itinerary. Do you guys care? Does anybody care about this story? I could make it funner by doing a staying like this. Um, But that's probably more annoying. Do you reckon there's people who... I noticed there was a peak in my podcast a couple of weeks ago with listeners. Um, A whole lot of listeners started listening. they didn't come back the next week, though. <laughs> we back. Because I think people that don't know me tune in going, oh, this will be fun. And then they're like, what the fuck's going on here? He's just whinging about the the flights. Um, on AuntBetty.com or whatever it is. Anyway, so yeah, anyway, I'm getting back within seven days. Well, not me, but my partner. Uh, yeah, so no holidays for us next year. No holidays for us next year. And I thought we'd get on top of it. We'd do it early, so it won't cost that much. Extraordinary. Extraordinary money. Good. I'm talking like the flights for like, I mean, sorry, the the, the minimum you get for, I think it was 10 days or something it was like a five grand Australian to accommodate. And yes, we could have gone to a backpackers or something like that, but I can't. I got a kid. I don't want to get Molested in the common shower. Um, yeah, so we, we didn't want to do that. We just wanted a decent place. I uh, looked at Airbnb, but that's a monstrosity of prices as well. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Um, uh, had to cancel and don't now contact me from New York saying we've got free accommodation for you because I've already canceled the flights I and mean, there's no way I'll be able to get them again. Mind you, do get in contact. You never know. You never know unless you never, never go. Was that about, that was about, um, was that about Queensland? No, Queensland was beautiful one day, perfect the next. I think the Northern Territories will never, never know if you never, never go unless you bloody disappear and you get taken by a croc, mate. Oh my God. I still can't believe it can't believe butch is gone just if you're tuning in this week my um family friend butch was taken by a croc gone in northern queensland so not um a beautiful one day leg off the next um yeah gone croc croc strike well what, what do they call it now a croc encounter no what do they call it? shark a shark encounter no a shark visit they've got a stupid name for a um you're not taken by a shark or it's not a shark attack now. It's a, it's a shark enrichment or something. Anyway, I don't know. Um, anyway, I uh, hope you're good. I hope you're good. I hope, you have, I hope you've had a good... Uh, what's been going on for you in the last 10 days? I'm still getting emails from Ben. You seem good again, which is good. I think you've got... Maybe there was a loose one you sent me last night, but getting lots of lovely messages from people. I've got some voice messages as well, but I don't even think I'm going to get into them this week. I'll do them next week, but I love getting voice messages. But I found a window of tiredness and frustration and joy this morning so I thought that's the time to record the podcast you're overtired uh you you I do feel like I've won the lottery by getting the money back um off the airfare though and I was scared all night like oh I fucked it up and I didn't want to um look my partner in the eyes because I wouldn't have told her yet I just would have like and then maybe in a month's time like oh you know that flight it's gone now um all that money it's gone uh so yeah anyway I I feel much better I told her all about it do you care who cares mate? Who fucking cares about what you're You're talking about in your life, buddy? Um, yes, uh, just one word of warning for dry. Oh, by the way, it's humid, isn't it? I don't know. So It doesn't matter. What, what do you mean, isn't it? I don't know where you are. Where I am in Sydney, it is like, it is, it is serious. It's like just being encased in some sweaty Italian man's armpit at the moment. It's so moist. I uh, would have the dehumidifier on right now, but I can't because I'm doing the podcast and it buzzes. Oh jeez, It's filling up. Yeah. It is moist. It's moist, mate. Terrible word. Moist, isn't it? How's a cake. Oh, it's moist. Oh, bloody. Oh, I love it when it's moist. It's so moist. Um, awful word, but it's a fun word as well. Moist. Uh, I think Tom Gleason used to do a bit about moist, moist with a, um, he, he used to be weird. He used to do stuff with a loop pedal. Uh, he was very good anyway. Um, I don't like him though anymore because he's one of the only bald Australian white male men that can be on the tally. Not like me. I did film last week though. I filmed, um, you might've seen that I did some Instagrams dressed as a policeman. Now you know what character I'm playing. I'm playing a policeman in something. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because I don't think I'm allowed to, but, uh, yeah, it was nice. I did forget my lines at one point though. And I felt really embarrassed. Really, really, I looked like an absolute amateur. And I could see the disappointment in people's faces, and I was like, for a minute there, I was like, oh, fucked it up. That's it. It's over for me. Um, But it, uh, uh, I think I did really good in the end. I didn't get to improvise as much as I normally do, which is my skill. I mean, this is what I'm doing right now. It's impro. I'm improvising right now. I'm also just fossicking through that weird drawer. The weird drawer. Any good stuff in there? Is there any money in there? Got any bloody money? Anyone got any money? Um, oh, that's right. I got a weird email that said it was from Mike Cannon Brooks, but it's obviously not. No, it was a voice message from someone pretending to be Mike Cannon Brooks. I've got a very full inbox at the moment, but I, um, I will get back to it, but I'm going to do it in the next episode. I'm going to keep you waiting guys to entice you back. Um, yeah. Anyway, I better play something for you now because I've been ranting for nine minutes and, uh, 47 seconds right now. I'm going to play you something. I'll come back in a minute. I'm going to talk to you all about fat drivers.
1: Bye. Once in a lifetime comes a comedian of unparalleled brilliance, a comic genius, handsome, sexy, and blisteringly funny. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Mr. Sam Simmons. Chelsea
0: When I say fat drivers I mean people who drive fat like they do. when you've got one of those roads where you have to pull over to let someone through and you do the little casual wave, I'm talking about the people that just don't. What do you call it? Yielding. You know, when you yield for a car to come through, I yield way more than I should. I yield too much. Uh, and fat drivers are the ones that just, oh, more often than not in a Hilux. God, I, people in Hiluxes. And I'm sure there's someone in the Hilux listing right now. I don't like you. Switch off right now. Um, yeah, just fat driving where they just take the middle and won't yield. And you're just like, you arrogant fuck. And when they don't give you the wave, that's when it's too much for me. It's too much um, yeah so if you are wanna if, just remember to yield I think it's just people from the suburbs that don't really realise that they don't have to yield because they they come from big wide streets there's big wide streets out there that's not for them so they just think they can ride down the middle of the street you can't yield um, yeah I reckon I'm going to be I mean I'm not going to road rage but I reckon I, I'm putting it on record right now someone's going to kick my head in in the next three months because of my um my road raging not road raging just frustration you can also just feel it there's a bit of anger around at the moment like i think there's a lot of desperation i've noticed a lot more um uh junkie like guys hanging around and i think people are really stinging they're stinging not the boomers, and I know there's a lot of rage against the boomers at the moment, um, but yeah, it's justified. I mean, I know they worked hard and they can sit in their fucking retirement and they don't, they didn't have superannuation, now they do and whatever. There's, I mean, there wouldn't be many boomers listening to this, but um, yeah, I do. you do look and just go, oh, fuck off. There, there was a moment I had, I was in the country uh, a few weeks ago filming, and I was in a bakery and I literally had to look at how much money I had to get a baked good. That's how skint I have been recently. And I know I should be more open with my partner about how skint... From I, oh shit. I hate that guy. So I've got this guy that talks to me on the computer that reminds me of things and it really annoys me. Um, anyway, I don't really share how often, how skint I am with my partner. Because sometimes I just get by bloody... This is why I need a job. This is why I need a jobby. He needs a jobby. He needs a jobby jobby. Um, and I mean, I do have money owed to me. That's the thing that's annoying as well. But when you're in the arts, people don't pay you for ages. So... You know, it's, I know there's stuff there so it's kind of like having money in the bank except it's in someone else's bank and they haven't given it to me yet um, what am I talking about yes yeah, so I was in the bakery and I was like oh, can I afford that that's how poor I was and then just bloody this old woman just in there just like thinking how quaint this bakery was just buying up all these fucking jams off the shelves like expensive like $15 jars of you know apricot and cardamom jam like fancy like homemade artisan jams and I was just like you, you old bitch <laughs> really annoyed me and then she's got you know a whole family quiche to go or something you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, your taste buds have all worn out you can't even taste that shit um it really annoyed me but um that's it that's money it makes you jealous it makes you angry it makes you fight people at war There's lots of war going on isn't there bloody hell it's interesting this war i don't normally get political and i'm not going to get political on this i just find it really interesting there's a lot of anger Oh, the anger. And there's really interesting takes on it. So it's, it's, and I think it's quite generational. It's kind of like a, the younger generation are definitely pro-Palestine, which I completely understand. And the reason for that is that they're brown. They're browner than what they're seeing the Israelis as. They're seeing the Israelis as people with money in suits. And when you've got brown people being shat upon by people in money with suits, you're definitely going to go for the underdog. You're going for the Palestinians. But they're not really taking into account the whole thing about an Israeli state and how that's come about. And I know they shouldn't be doing this to the Palestinians. I get it. I get it. But, you know, there was a lot of atrocity that was going on with the Jews as well. It's a very, um, it's a, it's almost become a culture war and it's weird. It's really, really weird. As a man in his mid-40s, uh, who, I mean, it's not like I remember the Second World War, but I do remember Auschwitz um, you know, from learning about it. Um anyway so what was that there was a joke about Schindler's list I can't remember I'm not going to do it anyway I don't want I don't want to get in trouble but it's really interesting at the moment there's a lot of absolute anger on both sides and it is it's just justified justified both ways probably more so in favor of Palestine because um you know I think there are up to 7000 children have been killed <laughs> That's fair enough isn't it in retaliation for how it doesn't matter I'm not going to get into it but um yeah it's it's a re- it's whatever's going on it's uh, it's wrong all around. Um, I, I mean, it's distracting. It is distracting us from the the fact that you know the the world's on fire. Um, all right, I'm just gonna calm my head now. I'm just gonna calm my head and chill out a little bit because uh, you didn't need that. You didn't need that, did you? you? Didn't bloody need that crocodile to take you either, did you? There you are, just bloody minding your own business, going for a fish. Bloody bloody leg, croc strike. You bloody got a, cro- a bloody croc took me. You took me away he's probably taking me into me the death roll um okay so do you know what I've started doing so with the little the little um sh- of celebrity that I have left uh I was invited to the premiere of a kids film um I wasn't gonna go by myself I was like well my daughter will love that and she bought a friend and we went off and we saw Trolls 3, or whatever it was. I think it was, Tro- it was Trolls number 3. Terrible movie, but it was really fun because we got there and there was a red carpet. Well, like a multicoloured carpet because they were trolls. And there were photos taken and splashed around in the paper. It was very funny. It was all online on Instagram, this stuff. And uh, my daughter loved it because they got to dress up and there was free popcorn, free ice cream, free everything. And there's a movie and there's kids around and little toys they were given. It's just It was really fun. So anyway, I shared one of the Instagram posts in a story. And then, you know what happened? They bloody emailed me and they're like, hey, do you want to come to another one? I was like, yeah, all right. So I then clicked in for that. So I'm going to something on Saturday, um, a Disney film called Wish. Uh, with Luna and one of her little friends. Uh, we're doing that as well. And then you know, their buddy, they, they hit me up again. They're like, do you want to go to another one? And I'm like, yes, yeah, so I'm going off to Willy Wonka. We're going off to the new Willy, which looks awful, by the way. It looks absolutely awful. He's the uh, he's the young star that I do not understand is Timothy Chamolais. Goodness. Ma- I mean, is he I mean, is he anything? Is this anything? Um, and I watched the trailer for Wonka just to see whether it was appropriate for a child. Should be fine. Jeez, it looks awful, though. He's limp. He's a very limp Gene Hackman. He's like one, he's like a bloody, he's like the, the, the ankle. He's like, it, about, he's got all the talent of Gene, um, no, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder's ankle. Did I say Gene Hackman? I didn't mean Gene Hackman, even though he's very good. French Connection, fantastic film. If you're a young person, you've never seen it because you're like, oh, that's from the 70s. Uh, watch it. It's brilliant. Uh, Gene Hackman, no, Gene Wilder, the brilliant Gene Wilder. Uh, yeah, Timothy Chalamet. It's what a stupid name as well. Timothy Chamele has about probably all the all all the talent of Gene Wilder's ankle. Does that make sense? Do you do you want to root? No, I'll go and have a wankle. I don't know what <laughs> what's wrong with me today. What's wrong with uh, what's wrong with Simmons today? He's but he's getting sniffy. He's getting sniffy. I don't even know what that means. But I can tell you one thing. I'm in the mood for wheat. Um, alright, so uh yeah, so we're off to the uh the premiere of that, which should be good. Should be good. Should be good. Don't know what I'm doing! Should be good. Um, alright, uh hey, here's a f here's a good thought. Why do robots sound like gay men with vibrato? Have you ever thought about that? Like when you do a robot version, you're like, I am a robot. It doesn't sound like a gay man with with <laughs> vibrato. Maybe I shouldn't put that in. I could cut that out. Is it offensive? I don't think it is. It's only a gay man with vibrato, not like just a gay man in general, um, which is interesting. I heard my uh, one of my favorite gay men, Josh Zepps, talking about how he's an enigma wrapped in a pie or something or a Uh The fact that he's a gay man who hates the, uh, the Mardi Gras, which my brother's pretty much on the same fence because... He feels that that's not the right um, signalling that should that should be given to young gay people. Is that you should be out there in your bloody little hot pants riding an inflatable penis, which um, I don't agree with, but I do agree with at the same time. But I don't because I did. I don't. I have told you this, haven't I? I grew up in a gay household, so I grew up in um, in my brother's. Because uh, I left home at 13 Anyway, I think I've told you this. I left home at thirteen. I think I've told you the story about how I, I came out of the closet as straight, which is a true story. Um, I'm not going to tell you again because I'm pretty sure I have told you on the podcast, but um, yeah, really, really, really interesting. So I did grow up in a a gay household. So I do feel like I know the experience quite well. I don't know the loneliness, but I do know that's what I did talk about on the podcast was the community. They've got a bloody good community. You bloody try being in the big bloody straight world, guys. It's bloody rough. I don't know what's going on today. I'm I'm suddenly, I'm a a pro-Israeli homophobic guy. I'm not at all, by the way, in any way, any of those things, so don't take me out of context context um yes uh what was i talking What where the fuck have i gone with this sorry if there's kids listening by the way i can't help it i'm just in the mood for wheat i'm in the mood for wheat um yes uh gay men with a bra it does sound like that i am a robot Anyway, um, vibrato is like a, uh, I was very good at it on cello when I used to play cello when I was a kid until I broke my knuckle playing football, which ruined my cello career because it's the bow hand where I held the bow, but it's where you can get your finger and you can um, kind of like, how do you vibrate your finger? Vibrato, yes, you can vibrate your finger, which sounds like, like a sex move. Um, on the on the fret of the cello and make it go Anyway, I don't know what is wrong with me today. Uh, but it's good. It's good. It's good. Jazz face. Okay, um, every good boy deserves fruit. That's what I was going to do, guys. So I had an idea. By the way, everything's happening. Uh, Silly Billy walk is, uh, it's the the day after or the day of St. Patrick's Day. It is happening St. Patrick's Day. Thank you to the lovely lady who messaged me or the lovely person. Sorry, I don't know what you are, what you is Um, and reminded me that it was St. Patrick's Day when I wanted to do the silly Billy walk, but I think that's totally fine. I think silly people outnumber the Irish. Mind you, there's a lot of Irish in Australia holding lollipop signs on construction sites. Um, and doing roofing as well. A lot of, uh, they're really, they're really uh, they, they bloody, they they locked down that game. They're in charge of roofing and roads. Roads and roofing. I should be sure. Um, yeah, so the Silly Billy Walk is going to be on the 17th of March. Uh, the big one will be happening in Adelaide during the Fringe Festival, as I will be selling sausages during the Silly Sausage Sizzle. Uh, which is going to be very fun as well. And um, what else? What else happened? Uh, what else is going on? Yeah, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I've got new shows coming up as well. So I'm, I'm touring to where am I going? Uh, Wyong. Wyong, which is uh, kind of like just outside of Sydney. It's you know regional-ish. Um, well, it's regional. It's Central Coast, I think. Uh, Orange, uh, out in the uh, out in the bloody wheat belt. It's out in the wheat belt, mate, where the farmers are. So that's happening in January or February, those ones. And uh, then, of course, Adelaide and Melbourne's coming up as well. And uh, hopefully some other stuff as well. I mean, maybe not Perth next year, but there, I'm, I've got to go back to the UK, actually. I'm getting all shitty. I got really upset watching Taskmaster and watching the and the other absurd Australian comedian named Sam win. I was like, oh, fuck, I could have done that. Um, but anyway, I've just not been able to go back to the UK because of money and a child. Um... Yeah. So anyway, hopefully I will get I will get back there next year. I, was, I wanted to go this year, but it just never happened. Life got in the way. Money got in the way. Booze definitely didn't get in the way. I still don't drink no alcohol. I still don't drink no alcohol, um, which I'm very proud of myself about. I I really am. I'm proud. And if you are battling, I'm bloody I'm with you. I know the pain, and I'm sorry and I wish I could help you. Apparently naltrexone or naltrexine, which I believe is a heroin inhibitor, also works very well with alcohol. um, If you wanted to look into it, if you are struggling, um, it just means you can drink, but it doesn't do anything to you, which makes it pointless to drink, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Um, So yes, uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, cause I'm in the mood for wheat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I'm doing that. Um, Yes, I was thinking about putting out a daily this I know you guys are going to think, yeah, bullshit as if you're going to do that. I mean, there's a lot of things that I talk about here. Uh, and I'm they're all coming to fruition next year. T- next year, 2024, I'm going to have a bloody great year. I have I I am I've made a pact with myself that by the end of year two, with my daughter, which is two years away, I want my life back in control. I want to be back in control of my life and have something really good to look forward to. Because I still get bloody depressed. I still get Johnny depressed, um, or depression mode, which whatever you want. Um, but I'm dealing with it better and better and better. I feel I, I'm not. Going to those places that you that are, are, are very troublesome and worrying and catastrophizing and spiraling, and I've got two years to build myself, I believe, to a point where I want to be ultimate happy, um, and that's when the cancer starts, I guess. That's when you know, just when you you get over it, and then like ah, there you go, cancer now. It's like oh shit. Um, and sorry, if you are battling cancer, I'm sorry if you're using this to uh, avoid the... What am I talking about? Um, well, hey, euthanasia laws, they've come into effect today. So there you go. In New South Wales. <laughs> uh, it's not funny, but it is funny. Uh, the way I just said it. Um, not a funny topic at all. Uh, but I guess a, a fair thing. You know, if you can get your dog put down. like, well, Come on, get over here, Murray. It's time to get put down. Um, you can do it with Nana. All right, Nana, get over here all right time to get put down um chinese fire bears um it sounds like i'm quite unwell in the head at the moment but i'm not i've just written down some random random things on a list of stuff to think about this is so bizarre over the week so then when i come to do the podcast I mean this is good it says if Adelaide was a t-shirt I wouldn't wear it which is a very funny joke that I had from years and years ago. That's right I started going through my, my old material to look for little gems to put into a kids podcast and I found I'm in the mood for wheat which is only funny to me, uh, a chicken rant in E minor which is chicken in E minor, ant on the very very European wasp, Chinese fire bears, um, oh that's right you know goths, this is an old joke. You know, because goths don't really exist anymore, which is a real shame. I love a goth. Um, but you know, when you look at a goth, this is an old joke of mine. It's like, you never the goths are either really, really fat, they're either really obese. There's either obese goths, or they're really skinny. But you never see any medium goths, do you? There's no bloody just normal looking ones, just medium sized. Anyway, this I've got another thing called Boy Man Future Couch. What the fuck does that mean? Uh... Oh yeah. Anyway, and every good boy deserves fruit, which is a uh, which is basically a way to learn your um your scales E G B D F. Um, every good boy deserves fruit, which I thought was a really good name for a podcast. And I know you're probably thinking he's never going to do this. He, he he speaks shit. He bloody re- rarely gets stuff done. God, I'm I'm um, I'm stumbling on my words here because uh, I, I I'm I'm scared to put this out there just in case I go, I don't do it. I have just been thinking it might be nice to have a a daily podcast that I use as a mantra for myself mainly, but just with good news stories. And it's called, Every Good Boy Deserves Fruit. And if I actually look in here, I think I've got a link. I could do it now. And just chuck it inside this at the moment. Here we go. You ready for this? You ready for this, you little bloody, you little F faces? Okay. Right, good news. Rainforest nations join for biodiversity, UK backed suspension of deep sea mining and anger boost performance. Oh, there you go. That's fascinating. Here we go. Anger boosts performance. That's good news. It's got to be good news. Where's the good news we need? Here we go. Here we go. Where is it? Uh, Rainforest nations, environmental launch, scientists identify subtle tremors that predict quakes. Here we go. Right. Let's look at this. Okay. So is anger helpful? Studies suggest it can help you reach your goals. Getting angry might actually help you achieve your goals. That's according to a new study from, uh, by a team from Texas at AMN University in the US who've been looking at how different emotions can affect motivation. They discovered that emotions often thought as negative, such as anger, boredom, or sadness, could be useful in certain situations. Oh, that's really interesting. Dr. Heather Lynch, uh, lead author of the study, said a mix of emotions, including negative emotions like anger, result in the best outcomes. Which ones? More than 1,000 people took part in experiments for the study, and the researchers also studied information from a survey of 1,400 people. The experiments were designed to make people feel a certain emotion, like anger, happiness or sadness, or a neutral emotional state, by looking at pictures, then giving them a task or challenge to do. That's a great idea, isn't it? So what did the results show? The research found that in all of the experiments, being angry improved people's ability to reach their goals, as compared to a neutral emotion. Oh, but that doesn't mean because you, you could do the same thing with happiness. No, mind you, then you'd be complacent. See, I I like this because I'm coming I'm coming from a place of anger a lot. Oh, this is great. For some people, being angry meant they achieved their higher scores or completed tasks quicker. Dr. Lynch said these findings demonstrate that anger increases effort toward attaining a desired goal, frequently resulting in greater success. Uh, she also noted that the effects of anger incur- encouraging people to reach for and achieve their goals was specific to a situation where the goals were harder or more tricky that's really fascinating is anybody into that wow I, I like that sorry that's that's uh that's mate that's a great thing see that's that's good news that would be in a, the good news podcast just find a couple every day hey hey uh, okay let's have a little look here uh Chicago woman 104 skydives from plane aiming to break record for the world's oldest skydiver. I mean, I guess it's good news, but is it? I mean, oh gee, she looks awful. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There's a photo of her here, and she's as she's jumping out of the plane. As you can imagine, all the wrinkles have gone up into her the back of her head. Um, oh, that's very funny. I mean, I don't know why. She says here, age is just a number. It's not. You're you're very old. Um, and good on you I'm, it's the last thing I want to do is jump out of a plane I think that's a fear that's a fear of suicidal ideation again I think it's not a fear of heights it's the fear that you'll just throw yourself off which I don't think I'm going to feel like doing every, ever again um, what am I talking about god damn it I'm really slipping out with some stuff here guys some real bloody personal stuff coming out of me ears me mouth and going into your ears sorry bloody, what's that, what's that? What's that? earwax hey, that's a good name for a record label it is one what shut up um Oh, here's another one. Here's another person who's 104. Loyola University's beloved good luck charm. Sister Jean turns 104. I don't even know what that means. Um, Loyola University's beloved sister Jean. Oh, right. She's a a saint. What do you call them? A nun. Nun I've got nuns just up the road. Um, There's a a nun school. Not a nun school, a school that has nuns. I guess a Catholic school, you'd call it. Uh, so there's a private Catholic school up the road and there's... Uh, I see nuns walking the streets quite a lot. I saw a nun driving a hatchback uh, just up the road uh, and the, the car was full of shit. Like, it was a... She was a very messy nun. Uh, there was all wrappers in the back. <laughs> not making this up, by the way. She was a very, very un- unkempt nun. Uh, I think I should do the podcast like this every week with just as little... I mean, it's not like I do a lot of prep, but definitely the, the less prep I do, the more fun I'm having anyway. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm, I'm having a ball here. Uh, okay, let's try find some other good news. Um, no, not that one. Let's go uplift. Uh, uplifting. Yeah, let's go. look. Let's look some, I've got some... Um, I've saved some pages here of things that look good. Uh, here we go. Get away. Uh, wrestler wants cancer fight to inspire awareness. That's not up. Well, I guess that is uplifting, but I don't care. Ice Skater 7 has big plans to be British champion. Mm, all right. Yeah, let's read that. This might be good. She's 7. Good on her. She's really having a try. She's got a rough looking head, too. Uh, a seven year old figure skater who uh, only took up the sport a year and a half ago said she had big plans to be a British. Cha- I don't know how they this got on the news. Indigo trains at. I mean, I could say that Luna um, is planning to be. The world the world's best um, I don't know daddy uh, Matt mat, mat, machine machine inventor <laughs> Christ. There was a million things that went through my head then of what she could be the best at, like you know Richard Brandon, what's his name? Richard Branson? Yes, that guy. Um, she's gonna anyway I don't know what I'm talking about here anyway. Um, I could say that my kid at the age of seven when she gets to seven has plans to be, you know, the best pole vols were in the world, but I don't know how I'm going to get that on the news. Why is she on the news? Hang on. Indigo trains at Cambridge's Ice Arena and beat competitors almost twice her age in the... Oh, right. There you go. She's... right. She's prodigious. Gotcha. her close Nija lisa nugent said she was very talented and they had high hopes for in the future indigo's mother anghard um admitted she knew nothing about skating before it became her daughter's world somehow somebody of her age with a desire to be as good as she can be is very very rare her coach said normally it's the parents who are quite pushy with children well there you go she just wants to be good at ice skating i mean i guess that's a thing unless the polar caps melt where are you going to ice skate then I know there's rinks. I know you go to the ice rink. God, oh, that's what I missed. That was fun. I'm old enough to remember the roller rink. Gee, it was good. Um, I mean, I was really little. I was like a, would have been five or six when I went to the roller rink. It wasn't like the teenage roller rink, which would have been um, a lot of fingering and Coca-Cola, I imagine. Um, at the roller rink, you grab a nice cold drink and your finger in the toilets. What am I doing? Sorry, there's kids listening. I know there's kids listening sometimes. Didn't mean that. When I say finger, I mean pointing. You point at someone and you go, "Hey, you get out of here right now!" That's when you finger someone. All right, you, you point at them to get out of the building. Shit, are there people just unsubscribing like by the dozen right now? It's cheaper. But isn't that, it's not an awful, awful film with um, Ashton Kutcher, I believe. Is cheaper by the dozen. Fuck. What What is this podcast? What's going? I mean, I should have put some drops in of um, some sound stuff, uh, talking to people. But I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to see this one out the way it is. Screw it, guys. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's, what's going on this week. Um, um, oh, guys, I do got a thing that's kind of exciting. I'm trying to put it together at the moment. It's hard work. I might have a book deal, which is very, very exciting. It's a might though. Um, they might not like what they get. Um, it's a, it's a work of fiction, but they seem to like the pitch. I won't tell you what it is just in case someone nicks it. Um, but I, I, I have got that going on, which is really, really, yeah, it's actually uh, really, really fun. Oh, by the way, the new show is called man with a fork in a world full of soup. So the new show is called man with a fork in a world full of soup, man with a fork in a world of soup. Yeah. Man with a fork in a world. I don't know. It's it's something like that. You get the analogy. Um, and I don't really know what it's about but I've started writing lots of stuff um and I will I'll, I'll probably go back into the podcast and have a listen and hear some little little tiny like the embryos of an idea little fetal ideas that I will turn into something. Um I still want to be I want it to be great. I mean, look, the amount of effort I went to with the live show last year, I'm disgusted in um in how far it actually went. I mean, I played some big shows in Melbourne and that felt amazing lots of shows in Adelaide as I worked it out which I maybe was not the right thing to do to an Adelaide audience Um, because it you know had some themes but geez it was a look I think it was a great show I really 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 loved that show and I don't think I'm going to go that grandiose I'm definitely not going to go that grandiose next year I'm not not using audio visual stuff that's for sure Um, because me face is enough that's enough that's enough audio visual just look at his head Look at his head. Um, all right, well, uh, uh, I'm going to wrap this up pretty soon, which seems like a short pod, but I don't care. It's been, it's a quality pod. Um, I'm going to play you something now, then I'm going to come back with a DP, a DP, a DP, P Bored. Really bored.
1: Kitchen secrets. Always be adventurous when cooking, like the Chinese. I think that's racist. Not if you're a Chinese. Kitchen secrets.
0: Rafifi you Tumbrium, Where's your nutsack? You're Rafifi you Tumbrian. Where's your nutsack? Fifi, you tumbrian, where's your nutsack? Um, OK. Uh, this is interesting this story. Here we go. OK, so Rajasan. Improvement in social metrics, but sustaining welfare measures can be fiscally challenging. This is about creating a universal wage which is like a minimum income guarantee and pension scheme. So this is, I mean, a lot of people have talked about this. This is going to be maybe something that happens in the future because of poverty just being so... Anyway, Chief Minister Guder of Rajasthan has garnered accolades from certain social activists for introducing a groundbreaking minimum income guarantee and pension scheme. This initiative ensures 125 days of work through the Rural or Urban Employment Guarantee and provides a minimum social security pension of 1,000 rupees per month. However, this is just one among several social sector schemes implemented by the Rajasthan government, contributing to an increased burden on the state's finances. Unsurprisingly, there's been a significant increase in the expenditure on social and economic services by the... I mean, this is fascinating. I don't know whether you guys are bored listening to this, but this is we're talking about... uh, I think that India now is the, they've, I think they've overtaken China in terms of world population. We're talking about a lot of people, okay? A lot, a lot of people here and not a lot of money. So if they're able to do this in a place like India, even if it's just in one state of India, which probably would be five Australias in size, it's extraordinary. And unsurprisingly, there's been an, ex, uh, sorry, here we go. The allocation for social services rose from uh Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even pronounce that rapier. What is it? From 60,000 to 96,000 crore in 2021, making it the most prominent expenditure in the state budget. Due to the implementation of the state's initiative, health indicators in the region demonstrative, uh, demonstrate positive trends. Anyway, this is extraordinary. So if they're able to do it there, oh, hang on, where are you going? Uh, how will the schemes sustain? The increase in school enrollment can, uh, enrollment can be attributed to the provision of free uniforms, books and meals. The right to health has had a positive effect. This is extraordinary. If they're doing this in India, free uniforms as well free education. The government's overall performance in social security is commendable, particularly in areas such as female empowerment and reducing child mortality rates, showcasing progress. She added that the reliance on freebies poses a significant financial burden on the government's treasury. It's doubtful whether societal progress can be sustained solely through the provision of free benefits. Furthermore, the numbers may not always accurately reflect uh, reflect The ground reality, despite the opening of numerous colleges, many are understaffed. Okay, right. So there's problems, but I guess, yeah, anyway, I guess we're lucky to be in Australia. I guess at the end of all that, I, um, maybe that's not a good thing they're doing there. I don't know. Maybe I should talk to someone. Maybe someone wants to come on the bloody podcast. I mean, I did put that out there by the way, as well. If one of you wants to ring in live and have a chat, we could organize that. You want to ring up and have a chat? And I'll stick it in the podcast, unless you say something stupid, and I'll cut you out of the podcast, won't I? Um, Anyway, uh, I don't think that was a deep, that wasn't deep dived enough. I didn't dive deep on that one. That was not, I did not feel that worked out that well, that one. So let's look for something else here. Uh, Here's some info on pigs. You want some bloody pig inf? Some bloody pig inf for you. So, a pig's grunts and oinks can reveal its emotions, according to a new study that'll leave you squealing. (coughs) Um, using thousands of recordings gathered throughout the lives of pigs, a team of researchers say they're the first in the world to translate pig grunts into actual emotions. The report suggests farmers could set up a system to alert them when their pigs are unhappy. Yeah, just before they get turned into bacon, you fucking idiots. Why do you need to know about your pigs' emotions if you I mean, that, it's like the movie Babe. They only serve one purpose, and that is to be meat, which, I mean, I don't agree with. I'm really anti-pork because they're such intelligent creatures. It's Delicious, though. Um, the report suggests farmers could set up a system to alert them when their pigs are unhappy. For example, when little piglets are fighting, well, what, I mean, I guess that's because they're going to damage each other. And if they bite each other and hurt each other, the meat go bad. Uh, with this study, we demonstrate that animal sounds provide great insight into their emotions. Look, I I get that. I get this. What I don't understand is why they, I mean, look, the poor bastards, they're just going to be eaten. I mean, unless you get pigs working and they do other stuff. Could we use pig, pig shit to, like, turn into f- some type of fuel? I don't know. If they could find another purpose for a pig apart from meat, then this study would make sense. I don't, I don't even want to... Anyway, now we need someone who wants to develop the algorithm into an app that farmers can use to improve the welfare of their animals. Pig sounds were recorded in both working farms and experimental situations which based, the, based on the behaviour of pigs are either linked with a positive or negative emotion. Positive situations can include when pigs drink milk from their mothers or when they're... Well, I get that. I just don't know why they're doing it. I mean, if you could do it with a dog and you can understand... I mean, some people would be able to translate dog stuff and you can tell when a dog's angry, they go like, they go like this. And when it's happy, they go like this. Um, anyway um i'm no i'm no pig whisperer is all i'm saying right now okay um well guys that's i mean i know look it, it, it definitely said look if I, I should be able to shit one of these out every week i mean you didn't, you didn't have to wait 10 days for that um but thank you for listening i hope you're good i hope you are looking after each other we are heading into the silly season um so there's a lot of booze around if you are struggling with it there are people you can talk to you can go to the gp um and talk about you know ways to curb it or ways to calm it down if you are a problematic drinker such as i whereas one's one's too many tens not enough um i hope your your struggle uh eases this whole this uh, holiday season because there's a lot of pressure to get out there and be social with it and you don't have to you're just as fun sober as you are on the piss and i know that it's a social lubricant but then you realize that you don't have to be out there look if everyone else is getting drunk they're not going to notice that you're not drunk is all i'm saying so um, give it a go give it a go or don't if you don't i mean that's it if you don't have a problem with the with the booze then don't do that i don't care i'm not preaching i'm not preaching he's not preaching uh anyhow i want you to go off and have a bloody beautiful look have a bloody just have a wonderful day have a wonderful if it's just the rest of today just get out there and have a bloody lovely day and if you see someone say hello oh, hi all oh, old people love that they love a good morning good morning good morning how you going you feeling good is everything going good for you um Christmas shopping I mean have you done your Christmas shopping I've been doing it all year so I've been putting stuff aside so I'm I'm, I'm on top of that so there's no when I had money I bought things Anyway, I hope you have a good one. Hope you have a really, really lovely good one. Snuggles and cuddles with the people you love. And you walk around and you, you buy some dove soap and you smell like dove soap. It's really posh soap and it's, it's kind of milky, milky, milky soap. What am I doing? Oh, fuck. I just got tooted. All right, guys. Enjoy your lives.
1: I love you. Bye. He lay in bed and thought about all the things he would talk to her about. Not cats, not cats, not cats, he said to himself. He could always feel himself boring people to within an inch of their life talking of cats.
0: Yeah, well, they're actually very cunning killers, man.
1: Yeah, whatever. Then he ate avocado on toast and accidentally bit his lip. Ow! Idiot. Then he went inside and rehearsed his bus crush Tanya lines in the mirror as he shaved. Of course, before he left his flat he remembered to scorn his unfinished coffee table.
0: Fuck you, Ikea flat pack coffee table!
1: He said good morning to Mr. Miyagi.
0: Good morning, Mr. Miyagi.
1: Gave the garden gnome the finger. He bought a small bunch of flowers, nothing too showy. Then he walked to the park towards bus crush infused destiny. He thought he was killing it.
0: I fully rule!
1: He didn't, but he did have plenty to talk about. How Brian Brown is an underappreciated actor
0: Bloody Brian Brown
1: Warren G Bloody
0: Warren G How
1: Brian Brown is an unappreciated actor Bloody Brian Brown And not thinking about talking about any cat stuff whatsoever
0: No cats, no cats, no cats
1: Now he was nervous, like a soggy newspaper sweating in its plastic sleeve Mm. In fact, he spent so much time stressing and rehearsing conversation He didn't realise Tanya was now 45 minutes late. Sorry? She's 45 minutes late. Really? So he texted her and waited for a reply. Anything yet? No. He called her, but her phone went straight to message bank. Hello, the person you are trying to reach is not available. Please leave a short 10 second message and it will be sent as a text message. Eventually, he did leave a message.
0: Hey, uh, Tanya, it's me. Look, I've sent a few messages already. Um, look, uh, it's getting late. Um, just wondering... Anyway, you've got my number.
1: Give me a call. A little while later, he left another message.
0: Hey, it's me again. Look, it's beginning to cloud over. Uh, maybe we should head somewhere else? Alright. Call me.
1: And then, as all good clichés go, it began to rain.
0: For fuck's sake! Is it-
1: (sighs) The man just sat there in the park like a suspicious garden gnome, soaking up the fuckness. Come on. Not long after, he left yet another message.
0: I'm getting all wet and I wasn't even gonna talk about cats, silly lady!
1: And another message. (laughs) And
0: another
1: message. (laughs) Then the man ate his flowers in the rain. I don't know why he ate the flowers. Me either. The man felt completely and utterly broken like a Lego dildo laying in pieces on the bathroom floor.
0: What the fuck?
1: Nothing. And so the man started home, leaving increasingly weirder and more desperate messages.
0: How good's PM Dawn? Everybody fully loves PM Dawn! God damn it!
1: When the man neared his house, he called out for Mr. Miyagi.
0: Mr. Miyagi!
1: But it was raining, and Mr. Miyagi was in a dry, warm place. Like a packet of fluffy biscuits.
0: Miyagi!